Hello, and welcome to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jillian Pelkey, and I am coming to you today from Clinton, New York, and I am so excited to share the Word of God with you today. I'm going to be talking about the prophet Jeremiah today, and the text that I'm using is in Jeremiah chapter 42, verse 7. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you give us wisdom through your word, that the beginning of wisdom is to fear you. The beginning of wisdom is to know who you are, God. So I pray that as we explore your word, as we draw closer to you, that God, we would be wise. We would be wise in the things that we do, the ways that we act, the thoughts that we have, the things that we say, and where we choose to go. Jesus, use us as your hands and feet, but God, make us wise so we can do your your work while we're here on this earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We certainly have a job to do here on earth, don't we? We certainly have a a treasure that we carry, the treasure of the great news of Jesus coming to save us from spiritual death. We have this treasure that we are responsible to share with everyone around us. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, when bad times are surrounding us, how do we see God in them? Well, that's where the Israelites found themselves in the book of Jeremiah. By the time we get to chapter 42, we have this called out nation, the nation of Israel that was set apart for God. They were the chosen people and they had continually refused to obey God. And this same narrative has played out uh, throughout the Bible where the people became so evil in the days of Noah that their hearts were continually wicked and God sent a flood to destroy all the people. And then again, we see uh, the nation of Israel just uh, seesawing back and forth between good and evil, good and evil. We're finally at a place here with Jeremiah where the nation of Israel, the called out people of God, were so steeped in their sin, were so set against the things of God that they had been taken over by the Babylonians and they were slaves in a foreign land. They were taken out of the promised land. They left the temple of God behind and were forced into slavery uh, in, in Babylon. So the people of God seem to have lost their purpose, their way, their hope, their um, eyes on God. Everything was lost. And in this time of turmoil, of course, they didn't like their prophets either, the prophets, the people that spoke for God. And Jeremiah was one of those prophets. And when he was brought to Babylon, he was actually thrown in jail because not only did the people of God not want to hear him, but the Babylonians didn't want to hear what he had to say either. Here's Jeremiah hearing from God. And back then, the law of God was not written on people's hearts. The law of God was taught by prophets and priests and kings. So how slippery can that get if the only way you can hear about God is through another person? Sometimes things could get lost in translation. Sometimes you could have kings that are not listening to God. You can have uh, people who are not following after God trying to instruct you. But uh, Jeremiah was one who sought the Lord, and the Lord spoke to and spoke through. The people are in a bad place, and they want to hear a word from the Lord. So they come to Jeremiah, who is freshly out of jail, and uh, they say to him, Go get a message from God for us so we'll know what to do. They're in such a bad place that they finally want to listen. They finally want to redirect their attention to God. In Jeremiah 42, verse 7, 
let me back up in Jeremiah 42, uh, verse 5, it says, And the people said to Jeremiah, We will do everything the Lord your God tells us. Right there we see a hint where they say, The Lord your God. The Lord wasn't their God. It was Jeremiah's God. And they knew that they hadn't been serving him. But they said, We'll do everything your God tells us. If we don't, may the Lord be a true and loyal witness against us. We know he will send you to tell us what to do. All of a sudden they trust in him. They trust in him because a trial has come that they can't handle, a trial so big that they can't face. Verse 6 says, uh, it doesn't matter if we like the message or not. We will obey the Lord our God. We are sending you to the Lord for a message from him. We will obey what he says. Then good things will happen to us. See, they knew all along. (laughs) They knew all along that if they would just obey the Lord, that the Lord would give them everything that they needed. However, uh, just like us, our sinful nature, the world pulls us away from God, pulls us away from good and towards evil. It says when the Israelites, the people of God, were listening to the Lord, that one Israelite would make a thousand men flee. But when they didn't listen to the Lord, they were weak and overtaken, obviously, as we said before, by the Babylonians. So you see how much strength the Lord wants to pour out on his people, how much the Lord wants to bless his people. And yet uh, we continually think that we can do it on our own. You know, sin is when we think that our way is a little bit better than God's. Sin is when we think that um, if we do it our way, we'll get a better result than if we do it God's way. It's putting ourselves uh, before Him. There's a verse that I absolutely love in Second Chronicles, and I'm finding it here. It says, The eyes of the Lord search the earth looking for one that will truly serve Him, one that is completely His. He wants to make them strong. The Second Chronicles 16.9. We see that verse repeated again and again. I think it's like five times in the Old Testament, that same uh, narrative. The Lord searches the earth for people who have given themselves completely to him. He wants to make them strong. And we see Jeremiah completely serving the Lord. And though he faced trials and went through situations, the Lord made him strong and made him able to endure all that was going on. So the people come to him and they say, we want a word from the Lord. We know that uh, if we, we get this word from the Lord, that if we obey it, good things will happen. If we don't, bad things will happen. That simple truth is true for us today. If we obey God, good will happen. If we disobey God, bad will happen. He wants to make us strong. And this doesn't necessarily mean that everything in our life will go right just because we focus on God, but it does mean that the inner joy that we have, the inner peace, will walk us through every trial and situation. When we focus on God completely, not holding back any area of our lives, not holding back relationships or finances or big decisions or little decisions, but when we completely surrender ourselves to God, uh, He will make us strong. And those surrendering moments don't just affect us. Those surrendering moments always affect our entire household. Whether you're married or have children or not, you have a sphere of influence. You have parents, you have neighbors, you have people who work with you. People are influenced by the things you do in secret. People are influenced by the things you do in secret. Meaning that if you went home every day after work and you spent three hours reading the Bible, people around you would be influenced. 
Not because you went and told them, hey, listen, I read the Bible for three hours tonight or the night before. They would be influenced by the impact that it would have on your life. Now, if you went home and you spent three hours watching funny Jimmy Fallon YouTube videos, joke videos, comedy stuff, the people in your office would be influenced by you because it would have to come out in conversations and thought patterns. You'd be dropping jokes. You'd be the head of the office. But likewise, if you have the word of God stored up in you, if you have the word of God in you, then the same will happen. It will have to come out and your sphere of influence will know you've spent time with the Lord. And again, not because you told them, but because it permeates who you are and it comes out in, in all kinds of areas. So the decisions that we make have great effect. So we come to Jeremiah 42, seven, it says this 10 days later, the Lord spoke his word to Jeremiah. I want you to imagine being Jeremiah. Finally, these people want to hear a word from you, God. Finally, these people say they're going to trust you. And Jeremiah, for years upon years upon years, have been telling these people what God has said to them, and they haven't wanted to listen. Finally, the people want to listen. And you wonder if Jeremiah believes their intentions or not, but still the people are seeking after God for the first time in a very long time. And so here sits Jeremiah who has behind the scenes completely dedicated himself to the Lord. Behind the scenes has been a man who has has sacrificed his very life and laid down himself before the Lord and let the Lord use him. So here we have day one and God doesn't speak. That's okay. Day two, and God doesn't speak. Day three, and God doesn't speak. Day four, and God doesn't speak. And here's Jeremiah the prophet. Jeremiah the man who knows the voice of God himself. Here's nothing. Have you ever been in that place where you hear nothing? Where you wholeheartedly want a word from the Lord and you hear nothing. Jeremiah was in that place, day five, day six. I'm sure the people were anxiously awaiting this word from the Lord, but it wasn't instantaneous. So finally, day seven, day eight, day nine, and on the 10th day, the Lord spoke clearly to Jeremiah what the people should do. I really believe that sometimes the word of the Lord doesn't come right away because he wants to see if we'll trust him. This is a test not just for the people that are asking for the word, but it was a test for Jeremiah. God wants to see if we'll truly seek him with our whole heart. And whether we hear that voice on the first day, on the 10th, on the 20th, or on the 100th, we will trust in the Lord our God. In Psalms, it said, some men trust in chariots and some men trust in horses, but we will trust in the Lord, our God. And it also says, I look to the hills. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord Almighty. It doesn't come from the hills. It's not coming from another direction. Our help comes from God alone. In Jeremiah 33, 11, it says, the Lord is good and his love continues forever. When the people were in deep disobedience to God, his love continued. 
He's good, and His love continues forever. And likewise, in our lives, if we are like the Israelites at this very moment, if we are turned completely around and not facing God and not serving God to the point where it's crushed our lives, to the point where the decisions that we've made have led us to captivity, has led us to places we never intended to go, living in places we never intended to live, in places that God never intended for us to live, that God never intended for us to be. If we find ourselves in that place, we are like the Israelites and we have to turn our faces back around to God. We have to come back to God. You know, in the opening prayer, I prayed along the, the scripture verse that in Proverbs that says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And by the fear of the Lord, that's the awe of the Lord, the respect of the Lord. And continually God pours out his love for us and he just wants our respect. He wants our attention. He wants us to turn back to our creator in awe. And when we turn in awe to God, He will fill us. In 2 Peter, it says He'll fill us with everything that we need to live life and to live it His way. In James, it says, if you lack wisdom, just ask and He'll give it to you. He wants to heap blessing after blessing upon us, but we have to turn ourselves completely towards Him. And so if you find yourself in that place like the Israelites, where you've just gone too far the wrong way for too long, God will speak to you. Maybe not on the first day you turn back or the second, but when we set our hearts upon God, He will hear us. He's faithful. His love is faithful. His love has been faithful from generation to generation to generation to generation. And it says that if we would just turn our hearts to Him, that He will heal us and forgive us and set us free. You know, there's a level of shame that we feel when we uh, are sinning. There's a level of shame that we feel when we're doing things that are contrary to what we know that the Lord has asked us to do. There's a verse in Ezekiel that says um, that I will put my spirit inside of you and you will come to life. This is when Ezekiel is in the valley of dry bones. Ezekiel was a prophet like Jeremiah and the spirit of God had sent him the, the Holy Spirit was on him. The Holy Spirit of God was on him. The Holy Spirit at that time was not free, a free gift to everyone. It was only on the prophets and on certain people for certain times. And the Spirit of God was on Ezekiel and told him to go to this valley that had all these dead, dry bones. And God said, speak to these bones, come to life. And he's telling Ezekiel about the future of humanity and the, the big picture, the, the fast forward picture of what he's going to do. And he says, I will put my spirit inside of you and you will come to life. He also says, um, and I will make my people clean and they will be my people and I will be their God. And my servant David will be their king. They will have one shepherd and they will live by my rules and obey my laws. And what he's doing through Ezekiel is prophesying of the coming of Jesus Christ, the the son of David, the true and better David, that Jesus would come and we would then have the law of God written on our hearts. We wouldn't be as foolish as the Israelites. We wouldn't be as foolish as, as people who didn't know any better. But the Spirit would give us life, and the Holy Spirit would lead us and guide us into all truth. He would be our comforter. He would be all that we needed to live life for God. 
In Psalm 119, it says, I have suffered for a long time. Lord, give me life by your word. So we see two places to get life back from God, by his spirit and by his word. When the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we are comforted, but we are also convicted of our sins. We can turn back to God. It's a conscience inside of us. It's the Holy Spirit of the living God that cries out to our spirit and says, turn back to God, love God. Love God. Here's what you need to do. And if you listen to that voice of God through His Holy Spirit, you'll find peace. And then also with Psalm 119, uh, 107, it says, I have suffered for a long time. Lord, give me life by your word. How do we hear from God? We hear from Him through the Bible. The Bible is living. It's active. It has the ability to separate bone from marrow, to divide rightly our hearts. And so this Bible is not just a book like any other book written, but it's a a book that's literally alive. And so if we need life, if we've wandered from the Lord, we need His Spirit and we need the Bible. We need to read the Bible because it's alive and it will speak right to our very situation. It will speak right to our very hearts. What a combination to have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Bible. We can come alive in Jesus. So just like the Israelites who needed a word from God, maybe you need a word from God today. And I would encourage you to find those moments today, to find not just moments, but time to spend in the presence of Almighty God, because His desire has always been for you. The Lord is good, and His love continues forever, and His love is for you. It says in the Bible that His thoughts to us can't be numbered. It's like the sand on the seashores. That's how many thoughts He has towards us. He formed you and knew you before anyone else knew you. He fashioned and designed you while you were in your mother's womb. And he created you on purpose to do good works. You are called out to do good works. Before the beginning of time, he set that in place. He fashioned you and formed you with the creative gifts that he's given you. You have no rival in this world because there's no one else like you. You're the only one. There's a verse in Acts uh, 10.34 that says this, I really understand now that to God, every person is the same. God accepts anyone who worships him and does what is right. It's not important what country a person is from. And this is Peter recognizing that this gift of Jesus, this gift of the Holy Spirit, even the gift of the Holy Bible is for absolutely all of us. If we would just believe, if we would just set our hearts, if we would just turn ourselves completely and 100% towards God, God wants us to see who He is and realize who we are and to feel the depths of His love. So today, I want to remind you that if you are that person who has walked so far away from the Lord, that God will give you a word. God will speak right to your heart if you let him. God will speak right to you through the Holy Bible. All you got to do is open it up again. All you got to do is set your heart and God will answer you. It may not be on day one or two or three, but just like in the book of Jeremiah, 10 days later, the, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and the Lord gave a word to those disobedient people. The word, the, the Lord God Almighty gave hope to people who had turned their back from him. If you would just turn back today, if you would just set your heart completely on him again, 
He will give you life and life abundantly, peace that passes worldly understanding, and it'll guard your heart and it will guard your mind in Christ Jesus. He wants to set you free today. So there should be nothing, no excuse that could separate us from God's love. It's not a far journey back to Him. The journey back to Him is in the next few minutes when you bow your head and you close your eyes and you set your intentions to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love others as yourself. And from there, it's a wild journey. From there, uh, no holds barred. You're on, you're on the way, and God has great plans for us great plans beyond what we could even imagine, beyond what we could even hope for. He's fashioned and designed us for a certain purpose. And when we give him control, the whole world is open to us. No longer will we see that we're blocked, that we have no opportunities, but with God, all things are possible. If salvation is possible for me and for you and for the entire human race, then surely All things are possible to those who believe in Christ Jesus. There is no boundary with the Lord. There is no restriction with the Lord. It doesn't matter if you are male or female, slave or free, white or black. We are all one in Christ Jesus, and we are given the Holy Spirit of God. The world is waiting for the hope that's been entrusted to you, the hope that comes by knowing Jesus. Will you carry that treasure to the world? Are you going to continue to walk in the wrong direction? I hope that you will be like the nation of Israel who finally said, I want a word from God. Do you want a word from God today? It's available. Do you want a word from the Holy Spirit? It's available. Do you want a word from the Bible that can look directly into your heart? It's available. And do you want forgiveness? that washes every sin away. Not to be remembered anymore. As far as the east is to the west, Jesus forgets our sins. He makes us whole and new in him. Let's pray. God, I thank you that your love continues forever. There was never a generation you didn't love. There was never a people group that you didn't reach out to. And here we are, in this moment in history. And God, you love us with an everlasting love. And your heart is for us. And you yearn for us. God, you want to spend time with us, to be with us. You want us to let you shepherd us. So God, today, we want to give you control. God, today, we want to take our hands off and give you control. Jesus, we pray for a word for the people that are listening, a word directly to each and every one of them, a word that comes from your, from your Bible or a word that comes directly from the Holy Spirit. Jesus, speak to us, your people. God, I pray that our hearts would be set upon you, that we would run away from sin, that we would run away from the things uh, of this world that tempt us in, into following things that we shouldn't, and that, God, our hearts would turn towards you, and that, God, you would make us strong. Jesus, I pray for the faith to trust you in every circumstance, in every situation. God, we ask that you would make your people strong. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen.